In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. You heard, you heard that, right? You also heard that Jesus like, found out that Lazarus was really sick and he waited an extra two days. Bethany, like it actually doesn't say where Jesus is. It says that, it says like where he was, like it kind of refers to wherever he was as like that's where he was. It doesn't say the town. But he waited two days before he started the journey back. We know that Lazarus was in the grave for four. However it is, there was a delay on purpose. So when the sisters say, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. And it's right before Jesus weeps. It's right before he weeps. It's the, you, you heard it. It's right before he weeps. He says to her nothing in response to her saying, if you would have been here, Lord, my brother would not have died. But I know on the inside, he must have said, I know. <laughs> you know? Right. He wouldn't have died. But I wanted him to. He had to die. He delayed on purpose. You know? Then the crowd says, at least some of them, could not the man who opened the eyes of the blind have kept this man from dying? That's the line. It's a little later, right? Same kind of, it's almost the same kind of statement, right? Could not the man who opened the eyes of the blind kept this man from dying? His friend, they had already seen Jesus weep. So this is the weeping happens between these two sayings, you know? So Jesus is torn up. He's crying. He's weeping. Couldn't he? Like he's his friend. They all knew he was friends with Mary, Martha, and their brother, Lazarus. Couldn't he who opened the eyes of the blind kept the man from dying? Now, they probably didn't know about Jairus' daughter being raised to life by Jesus. Because he had hushed it up. If you remember the gospel passage, he makes them all swear silence. Including Matthew, I mean, including um, uh, Peter, James, and John who were with him. Like, all of you will not talk about this. So maybe they didn't know about Jairus' daughter. Jairus knew. I'm sure the Jewish, like, because he was the temple, you know, synagogue ruler. I'm sure there's people that knew about this. But Jesus had tried to, like, hush that up. But he could not have hushed up the widow of Nain's son being raised from the dead, having been carried out in public as Jesus is coming into town and they're taking the body of the widow of Nain's son out to bury him. And he touches the beer, which would have gotten all their attention. And he restores the boy to life and gives him back to his mother. That would have gotten around. So the question, could not the man who opened the eyes of the blind have kept this man from dying? It's kind of a funny question, because they could have asked, could not the man who raised others raised his friend? Or kept his friend from dying? That was the whole point. Could he have stopped the death before it happened? So we know the answer to the questions. You know, couldn't he who opened the eyes of the blind raise the kept the man from dying? We know the answer is yes. But Jesus stayed the two extra days. And then he heads to Bethany, which is really close to Jerusalem. It's just up the hill. Those going in June will see it. It's just up the hill. It's a couple of mile walk. It's no big deal. He stays a couple of days. So here's the line. It's a line from C.S. Lewis. 
The line is this. Jesus did not come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. Like the newly enlightened today. Being baptized. You know, being held underwater and then rising up from the water alive in Christ. What Father said, he already told you that I put him on the spot. As we stood there waiting for the newly illumined to come back, I said, Father, what do you do when there's all this quiet in the middle of the service? Do you just wait around? He goes, well, normally I preach. <laughs> and I said, and he goes, are you preaching later? I said, I'm going to say a few words. I said, why don't you say something? He goes, why don't we have silence? <laughs> and then maybe if you were standing close enough, you heard me say, Father, say a few words. And what he shared off the cuff about the cocoon, the transformation that happens to the human person that's been baptized into Christ, has put on Christ, like literally put Christ on, you know, has been buried in a death like his, will surely rise in a resurrection with him. So we sing, I said this last night, we're singing Lazarus, resurrection, his death and resurrection, claims the universal resurrection. Because we have the Jairus' daughter, the two, the two from the Old Testament, I mentioned this last night, the two boys from the Old Testament raised by Elijah and Elisha. Then we've got Jairus' daughter, the widow of Nain's son by Jesus. All of them were like soon after dying. Even the boy that was being carried out was probably just a day. They didn't wait long. They didn't have a way to keep bodies from decaying. They took them, they buried them. Maybe within the 24 hours. As soon as they could. Lazarus is locked down. He is in lockdown. Four days. The sisters are like, don't do it. Don't open that grave. We sang, he'll stink. That's what we've been singing. There'll be a stench. He's gone. Lazarus is dead. We sang last night that hell was saying... If he's calling you, like hell, we gave voice to hell last night. Hell was saying that, Lazarus, if he's calling you, get out quick. I don't want to lose more. Because Lazarus was in hell. Lazarus was in the place of the dead. He wasn't just like close to the body or anything. He's gone. And just like What'd you call it, Father? Genetic goo or something? Like, he had to be reformed, re put together, renewed. He had to be put together in that cocoon to be raised up to new life. Incredible. Incredible. For all of us who've been baptized into Christ and put on Christ, we need to be like Lazarus. Because we are like Lazarus. And it's testifying to the universal resurrection that we will all go through. But we've been raised up in, in the baptism with Christ, too. So we're like Lazarus. After Lazarus was raised up from the dead, he, it is said, never laughed again. He just had a serious, he probably was like in the heart all the time. You know, in prayer all the time. 
This is not a sermon against laughter. Don't misread it. Don't stop there. But a sermon against like a word of going like deeper with Christ to keep our eyes on Christ, no matter the circumstances, because that's the lesson for Lazarus. No matter what, I'm good. Like I'm with Christ all the time, even in my death. Everything's fine. We have to look up to Christ and keep our eyes on Christ. No matter the circumstances, no matter the temptations. A word of warning to the newly baptized, and I sort of hate to say it, but there, there's often temptations that come after having been baptized. Challenges, health issues, all kinds of things. Bruce and Barbara that we just baptized, Barbara's been in and out of the hospital, all kinds of crazy stuff, and she's like, well, that baptism... And I'm like, I know, but no matter the circumstances or whatever you face, whatever the world throws at us, let us keep our eyes on Christ all the time. Let's look to Christ. He's the author. He's the perfecter of our faith. And we need to know that our relationship with Christ and we need to act like this. And I'll end with this. That our relationship with Christ has to be deeper than asking favors from him. It's okay to ask for what we need, but to enter into that deepness with Christ that we don't know what he's going to do. There's no way they could have predicted he'd say, show me where you've laid him, and they would have thought he's going to open the tomb. There's no way they thought that. It had never been done before, ever, four days after someone had died that someone had opened the tomb. Never had that been done before. There's no way they could have thought that. He says, where have you laid him? And they're like, oh, he wants to go weep there. So they take him to where that, you know, they buried him, the tombs. And um, when he asked that that tomb be rolled open, told them to roll it open, that's they fought him, right? But we have to do whatever the Lord says, no matter what it, what it is. Okay, the two in the Old Testament... Jairus' daughter, the widow of Nain's son, Lazarus of four days. Christ himself. Unbelievable, amazing. When he dies on the cross, you heard this last night if you were here, and you know this, all of you hopefully, there is an earthquake when Christ dies on the cross. And it says in the Gospel of Matthew that the tombs were opened. Like, you know, it was an earthquake. It like shook open all the tombs. Okay, that happened. And after Jesus rose from the dead, godly people that had been dead were seen in Jerusalem. So it's not just like Jesus. It's very clear that Jesus worked in Elijah, by the way. It wasn't Elijah, just so we're clear. We actually, this is our teaching. Jesus is working in Elijah in the Old Testament. Pre-incarnate. Amazing. Okay? All of this that Jesus does himself and then just like that explosion of grace and life and resurrectional power just like touched a bunch of dead people and they rose up. How many days dead? How many weeks dead? How many months dead? How many years dead were they raised to life? This four days becomes like anything can happen. He is the resurrection. He is the life. So it is not just going to be 
like getting the best Orthodox book of theology and memorizing it. That won't hurt. That won't hurt. But if it's just thoughts, education, it won't be enough. And your relationship to Christ, if it's just favors, if it's just favors, it won't go deep enough. It has to be this relationship with the Lord where anything can happen. It's up to him, whatever he wants to do. So we just put ourselves in his hands. We keep putting ourselves in our hands. We put our loved ones in his hands. Those that are sick, we put in his hands. Lord, you've got to do something. I love you. Help the ones I love. Don't forsake them. Don't forget them. He's quick. He may delay two extra days because he'll do what he wants. He may delay two extra years because he does what he wants. He does whatever he wants. But we're giving ourselves to Christ. We're following him, putting ourselves in his hands just to be guided by him, to love him more. To be found by him. This is, this is it. This is, the whole, this is the whole thing. So, in as much as you have been witnesses of the resurrections of the eight, the restorations of the eight, the reformations of the eight today, you know, let us, let us also give ourselves to Christ. Let us also confess our sins. Wash away. Purify our hearts. And then the Lord will do whatever he wants all the time. It'll be a grand adventure. And it will most certainly lead to the resurrection. And this is the good news. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.